OTB Rugby. Quinny is going at a million miles an hour. And bearing in mind, I didn't pass the ball that often. He was expecting the pass. He got the pass and scores. And in scoring, dislocates his shoulder. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with news on Denise O'Sullivan's fitness. Ireland boss Vera Pau's hopeful that O'Sullivan will be ready in time for Thursday's World Cup opener against Australia and Sydney. The midfielder did some light training with the squad in Brisbane. She didn't take a full part in the session, but the good news is the 29-year-old's out of the protective boot following the shin injury she suffered in last Friday's behind-closed-doors game against Colombia which was called off after 20 minutes. Vera Powell said today O'Sullivan's confident she can play against the co-hosts. Footage of the foul on O'Sullivan was released by the Colombian media over the weekend, but the FAI and Powell said they won't be uploading the footage of the rest of the game or less than a quarter of the game as it was. Powell was asked if the reaction online to the foul was frustrating. Some comments from people thought it wasn't that bad a challenge, but Powell said... It didn't bother her because she switched off her social media and the focus is on facing Australia. The squad will travel to Sydney on Wednesday ahead of their first group game against the co-hosts on Thursday. We know more than 80,000 will be at that game, but Powell says her players won't be overawed by the occasion. Of course it is special. It's special for everybody, also the opponent, and we see how we cope with it. But uh, uh, they've shown before that... uh, they do not get influenced by away or home games, so I fully trust the players. Our reporter in Australia, Kathleen McNamee, spoke to Irish wing-back Heather Payne about what she's expecting from Australia on Thursday. The co-host beat France 1-0 in a warm-up game last Friday. Yes, I just had a brief look at it. Um, I watched some of the first half. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good game, you know. Obviously, France are a very good opponent, and Australia won 1-0, so that says a lot. Um, and yeah, they're they're obviously a really good team. They're ranked in the top ten, so of course, um, you know it's going to be they're going to be a tough opponent, and we are underdogs going into it. Um, but yeah, you know they're quick up front. You know they've they're good on the ball, and of course they have Samker up front too. So um, just all stuff we knew before, but it was good to see them. You know against France, um, top opponent. The Australia squad has criticised the gender disparity in prize money just days before the start of the tournament. A video posted by the Australian Professional Players Union highlights how FIFA will only offer one quarter as much prize money as the men got for the same achievement. All members of the Australian squad are featured in the video. The prize pot for the Women's World Cup is €100 million. The Men's World Cup in Qatar last year had payouts of almost €400 million. Manchester United almost have the replacement for David De Gea. United have an agreement in place to sign Andre Onana from Inter for more than €50 million. The Cameroonians set to sign a five-year contract with the option of a further year. It should be done in time for the 27-year-old to travel with Eric Ten Hag's squad on the club's tour of the US. They're due to leave later this week. Ten Hag obviously knows Onana well from their time at Ajax. It's believed United have also reached an agreement in principle with Marcus Rashford over a new five-year contract. Meanwhile, another player at the club, Harry Maguire, confirmed over the weekend that he'd been stripped of the club's captaincy. It looks like he'll leave if the right offer comes in for him. It's been reported West Ham are interested in the England international, but Hammers boss David Moyes has refused to be drawn on rumours. Tottenham manager Ange Postacoglu says nothing earth-shattering has happened in conversations with Harry Kane. 
since his arrival at the club. The England captain has been linked with a move away from Spurs. Bayern Munich are confident of securing his services. Posikoglu says he's not worried about Kane being distracted. Meanwhile, Hyungman Son says playing Premier League football is greater than receiving the riches on offer in Saudi Arabia. A number of big-name players have already moved to the Middle East, but Son rejected a lucrative offer from the Saudi Pro League. He says he's no interest in leaving Spurs. If I want to go there, I'll be, I'll be not here. <laughs> so, but look, I mean, uh, I love being uh, playing football. Obviously, money is also important, but I mean, uh, I dream for playing Premier League. MLS Commissioner Don Garber says Lionel Messi's arrival at Inter Miami is momentous for football in America. Argentina's World Cup winning captain has signed the deal until the end of 2025 with the club. Garber knows Messi choosing MLS above other opportunities will be huge for U.S. sport. This is a transformational moment for Major League Soccer. Have the, arguably the best player that's ever played the game to make Major League Soccer his league of choice is really special for us. It's been so many years of developing this league into becoming sort of a player on the global stage. Leeds midfielder Mark Rocca has joined Real Betis on loan for the upcoming season. Rocca only signed for Leeds from Bayern Munich last summer on a four-year deal. In terms of players coming in at Ellen Road, centre-half Ethan Ampadu is lined up to join on a permanent deal from Chelsea. And Liverpool women have completed the signing of goalkeeper Tegan Micah ahead of the new WSL season. She joins the club after two years with FC Rosengard in Sweden. Micah's part of the Australia squad at the Women's World Cup. The Football Daily on Off the Ball.